Now, the big news in US politics is not just that Donald Trump is running again for president or that the Democrats retained control of the Senate. They also staved off a wipeout in the House of Representatives. One angle that didn't make global headlines, though, was the success of Muslim candidates. They made historic gains in local, state and federal offices. Dr Zara Jamal is a Harvard-trained anthropologist and an expert on American Muslim communities. There are three big takeaways through which Muslims really made history in the recent 2022 midterm elections. First, in terms of the record number of voters. So 81% of American Muslims were registered to vote and intended to vote, and that's up from 60% in 2016. Secondly, the record number of candidacies. So from school boards and city council to district judges, state legislatures, and the U.S. Congress, there were fully 145 Muslims that ran for office in 25 of the 50 U.S. states. And then thirdly, the record number of wins. Over 80 of these individuals won local, state, federal, and judicial seats in over 20 states. And that's the highest number of electoral wins among American Muslims recorded ever. Yeah, and these successes, interestingly, came in places that are often considered quite red or Republican. What happened, for example, in Texas, where you're based? We've seen shifts in power. So over 80% of the Muslims that ran for state legislative seats won those seats, and Texas is one of those examples. This past election, they elected uh, their first two Muslim lawmakers in Texas history. I know both of them, Dr. Suleiman Lalani and Mr. Salman Bojani. And it's really quite remarkable, and especially so because state legislatures really hold the keys to individual civil rights. That's where folks decide on voting laws, reproductive freedoms, economic rights, the right to carry firearms, and other kinds of rights, with the exception of free speech. Now, Zara, it doesn't seem to me that there would be many, uh, quote unquote, Muslim majority electoral districts in America. So this would seem to suggest that Muslim candidates are having an appeal way beyond their ethnic and religious identity. Largely, yes, that is true. I would say the exception would probably be in parts of Michigan where you do have uh, large Muslim populations. But yes, in general, what we've seen is that Muslims have been able to appeal to like-minded groups across the board, be they on the basis of political interpretation or minority racial or religious groups or other kinds of things. We've also seen a shift in strength of American Muslim civic organizations. And so they've been able to mature over time to increase civic engagement of Muslims and of all Americans in response to societal inequities. And then we also see the fact that the demographics of America are changing. Where do most of these candidates stand on a lot of the so-called hot button issues? Because they were all Democrats, which is an interesting development. The Institute for Social Policy and Understanding did a poll in 2022 where they found that most American Muslims actually think that abortion should be legal. And other similar hot button issues indicate that the majority of Muslims favor stricter gun laws, specifically covering the sale of firearms. And they're also the most likely group to see climate change as the result of human behavior and favor government regulation to curb its impact. 
And I think the other piece is that they are also more likely to support Black Lives Matter and those who understand critical race theory and its precepts are most likely to support it as well. Mm. But interestingly here, Black Muslims are less likely than white and Asian Muslims to support its principles. Yes, uh, you point out that they favour legal abortion, but it's a much more nuanced position as I understand it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think for many of them, based on their understanding and interpretation of scripture, it really focuses on the sacrality of life and including the life of the mother. For example, having an abortion, you know, at any point in order to save the mother's life is oftentimes uh, deemed to be acceptable. It's also acceptable in the first trimester, according to some interpretations of Islam, because the soul has not yet entered the fetus. And therefore, if there is a threat to the unborn fetus and or the mother, then an abortion is acceptable. The Muslim community worldwide is, of course, extremely ethnically diverse. How was this reflected in the election results? Muslims in America are the most racially, ethnically, and economically diverse faith community in the country. And so you see the immense diversity of the world's 2 billion Muslims being reflected here in the U.S. as well. And you see also a large spread of the ways in which Muslims are voting in different ways. So it's interesting to see the shifts. In the 80s and 90s, uh, a lot of American Muslims, especially Especially those who were immigrants leaned Republican. But after 9-11, we saw a shift towards the Democratic side. And then in more recent years, during Trump's administration, we saw even more shift to the Democratic side. But by 2020, we saw more and more actually go back to the right and lean Republican. So between 2019 and 2020, Muslim American approval for Trump increased from 16% to 30%. And then we saw 35% of Muslims actually voting for Trump in the 2020 election. Now, what accounts for that? Because that will surprise a lot of listeners. I suspect that part of it has to do with the ways in which Trump handled the pandemic crisis, both in terms of the health dimensions and the economic dimensions. It enabled people to continue working and for those to get health care support that needed it. That is a large part of what drove folks to go back towards the right. But ultimately, 64 percent of Muslims voted for Biden. I want to go to... Uh... Dr. Leilani, who was elected in Texas, because he made a fascinating comment as part of his election campaign. He invoked patriotism and he said that America was the world's greatest nation. He said part of what he wanted to do as a doctor was to make uh, the best health care available to every American. But he was very insistent on America being the greatest nation in the world. Now, how significant and how important has the idea of patriotism been to American Muslim candidates? I think it's really crucial and it makes a lot of sense because, frankly, there's deep resonance between Muslim values and American values. For example, both of them espouse religious freedom, pluralism, peace and prosperity for all. Both of them foster an embrace of the law of the land and both also really ask folks to help the vulnerable to live with dignity and self-reliance. And what better way to do that than by having a seat at the table in the political process? 
So it makes a lot of sense to hear American Muslims talk about their patriotism. Should we have been surprised that Donald Trump was supporting perhaps the highest profile Muslim candidate for office ever? And that was, um, he was unsuccessful, but the very famous TV Dr. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania? You know, I think a lot of folks were surprised by that backing, in large part because oftentimes uh, Trump and his rhetoric and policies have been deemed to be Islamophobic, xenophobic, racist, etc. But at the same time, he has had very good relations with Muslim world leaders, Muslim countries, Saudi, UAE, etc. And, you know, to see him back a Muslim candidate should not be all that surprising. In addition, Dr. Oz is a self-avowed secular Muslim. He spoke very rarely about his faith identity while he was on the campaign trail and oftentimes eschewed invitations to speak at local mosques, even in Pennsylvania where he was running. It kind of made sense. Mm, I, I wonder, Zara, whether Donald Trump's embrace of Dr. Oz might not be because he was famous and he was a celebrity and Donald Trump simply can't resist that. That's entirely possible as well. We'll have to ask him to find out. (laughs) Dr. Zara Jamal. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.